Hey guys, this is Jesus. I want to thank the following Patreon listeners. Matthew George, Brian Rogers, Nate T, David Fergman, M. Neville, Sam, Dyrick, Sean Britcher, Matt Burr, Megan Tolentino, and Midget Snowman. Thank you for listening to our crazy. Again, with the God-Blooded, I think that there are a lot of other qualities that three men such as are. It's the God-Blood, isn't it? So, what might you do during the fragile peace to protect your place in the coming order? You heard mention on the, the march up here about the Lodge, not just Astrid's promise of ale, but, you know, the men who have been on this journey, who resent having to go collect you in the first place, looking forward to... You know, some much earned comforts. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, what you see before you is a finely built longhouse, uh, with a thatched roof that has been thoroughly burned, uh, and is now only a charred husk. All right. Hello, everyone. Who the hell are you? Yeah. Uh, this is Tex. Huh? And for folks out there who don't know, I am the very first Fandible intern. Yeah. I'm very, very proud to be so. Where's my coffee? <laughs> uh, so this is going to be our very first installment of The Howling North, a game set oh. in the world no, 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 no. of many wolves <laughs> called Hellfrost. Werewolves uh, of Hellfrost. <laughs> <laughs> which is a, a Savage Worlds setting combining equal parts uh, dark epic fantasy, Norse mythology, and catastrophic climate change. <laughs> uh, for folks who may watch Game of Thrones, basically the setting can be summed up in Winter Has Come yeah. 500 years ago and <laughs> shows no signs of abating. <laughs> yeah. Winter, winter is the friend you let crash on your couch. And, and then it. took advantage of, of squatter all, right? <laughs> and destroyed your civilization. Um, so for this particular game of Hellfrost, we've carved out a new region and people within the larger continent of Rassilon. Uh, folks who have been, or who are on an island called Halden's Land and have been cut off from, uh, that larger continent ever since the Great Blizzard. So I'll give, start by giving a, quick historical recap of Halden's Land, and, and then we'll get into introducing our heroes. Fuck yeah, history! Okay. Uh, so, a brief historical recap of Halden's Land. The Halda were once a powerful tribe of explorers and raiders who sailed west across the Narfell Sea in search of plunder and trade in foreign lands. Then, 500 years ago, the Great Blizzard, also locally called the Jorinrid, or World Ending Storm, came sweeping down from the far north. If not for the volcano at the island's center, Halden's Land would have surely been consumed by the infernal cold. The people of Halden's Land were spared, but cut off from the larger world by a shroud of freezing mist, making seafaring impossible. And without foreign kingdoms to plunder, the Halda began to fight each other, leading to centuries upon centuries of clan warfare and bitter blood feuds. Now, the island appears on the verge of a new era, just ten years ago, an expedition launched by the powerful House Helig achieved the impossible and made a successful crossing to the western lands. Soon, Helig had reopened trade with foreigners and has used this advantage to dominate the other two houses. After years of war and political maneuvering, 
The Jarls of House Skyre, to which the characters belong, and House Urknos, have formally yielded their spears and sworn allegiance to Svetland Windworm, who rules House Helig, and now all of Halden's land. Now, let's jump into the game. Boo! Boo! boo. <laughs> worm person! Boo. So that, was that boo, boo to Svetlana or boo to historical introduction? Yes. Boo! Boo history! All I need for my RPGs is a 10 by foot, 10 foot room and an orc. <laughs> 10 foot room and an orc. Also sounds like something you get at a British S&M club. <laughs> I was going to say 10 foot orc is my new metal man. <laughs> um, okay. So our story begins in Skyland which is on the island's southwest coast. The players will have access to a map, which we can maybe... We'll post it. Post online? Sweet. Yes. I'm an intern. Still don't know how this works. Yep. They really just have me doing the social media. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it is the month of Falmonen. <laughs> I love the internship. The intern. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm, sticking, I'm sticking with that. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, so are we. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we don't know if we're, if we're capable of giving you credit, but we'll write a recommendation or some yeah. shit, I guess. I'm still Excellent. waiting for that coffee. all right uh so it is the month of falmonin the end of autumn and the war weary people of house skyland prepare for the coming cold first snowfall came early this year setting shepherds hurrying their sheep and goats along the steep footpaths that lead down from the mountain pastures the frozen mists have begun to tighten their grip around the island driving big schools of fish into the fjord of Svalgston, where they are hooked, netted, and hauled into small boats to be gutted and sent to the storehouses. Here the fish will be salted and hung over great hearths so they can be stored for the long winter ahead. Hot. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hot. (laughs) Uh, These rituals are familiar, but this year is undeniably different, for the people of House Skyr now live under the shadow of defeat. Everywhere, there are grim reminders of the recent and ultimately hopeless war against House Helig. On the hallowed sea cliffs near Eisnerheim, the landscape is interrupted by fresh mounds of piled stones, where named warriors and shield maidens lay buried with their weapons and treasure. For all those who gaze upon them, this gathering of cairns stands as a bitter, proud reminder of all those summoned to Valhalla in defense of House Skyr. Meanwhile, on the docks, Shops, shop houses, grain stores, and farms, cruel shouts rise above the din of work as freeholders scold their new servants, the miserable survivors who lost everything but their lives to the war and must now adjust to a new existence as bonded laborers. Those even less fortunate can be found dressed in rags along the muddy pathways of the larger cities, begging for coin, meals, and the frail chance to endure the coming gold. Perhaps the most painful reminder of the war, particularly for one of our heroes, is the charred skeletal remains of the shipyard at Hustoon, inexplicably destroyed by a single ship. The boat docked at night, and from its ornate masthead, it seemed to the watchmen on guard that the ship surely belonged to the Skyr fleet. But instead of men, the ship was loaded with cedar torches, dry brush, and cauldrons of animal fat. More than 20 boats were lost in the subsequent inferno, and with it, any chance of winning the war. Meanwhile, rumors swirl like the fresh flurries of snow. The leaders of both defeated houses, Skyr and Urknos, have been summoned to Vake, the greatest stronghold in Helixland, and in those smoke-filled chambers, these representatives deliberate over your island's future. For now there is peace, but what shape will this peace take? 
Will the Helix seize land, livestock, and people from the other houses? Will the three houses merge? And for those who find their gaze traveling west over the sea toward foreign, unseen lands, the great question pressing upon their heart is whether House Helig will make known their secret sea path, giving others the chance to see glory in the long-lost kingdoms beyond the frozen mists. Yeah. All right. Intro good game. Over. Yeah, that was good. You guys did excellent. Thanks yep. for giving this intern a shot. Hey, Zeus, will you pass me that thing over there? Oh, sure. No, no, it's a bottle of beer, actually. Oh. So, one? No, no, it's the one that you've been drinking out of. Uh, I'm looking for the one I was drinking out of. That's uh, in front of me, all the way over yeah. there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like how you, you basically just pick up an empty <laughs> bottle of beer. You want this? You want this, buddy? Is that, you want my scraps? Is that what's... Wow, oh, guys, guys are staying in setting. It's ale. <laughs> it's ale. Right, it's or ale. Or mead. Right. Say, so I want that thing. What thing? The thing. The thing. Honey God of damn the, it, the beer. The beer. <laughs> all right? I want the beer. <laughs> so we're going to do... Character introductions, um, and everybody is going to go through their real name, obviously, introducing yourselves, Mm -hmm. uh, your character name, and a quick overview about your character. Um, Mm -hmm. And the setup for that is the following, uh, that a small but strongly built ship docks nearby, wherever you are, um, and by its green painted shields uh, arranged in rows along the gunwales, this ship is easily identifiable as belonging to House Helig. Uh, the Dominion, uh, political, uh, kingdom that now, that now, uh, holds sway over the island. Uh, and a band of men disembark from this vessel. Hard men, all disfigured by war wounds, carrying weapons and gear that appear to have seen much use. Uh, all in all, they're in sharp contrast with the fine new ship that carried them to your land, where they have come searching for each of you. Mm-hmm. So, one by one, uh, again, Real name, character name, overview, but then where do they find you and what are you doing? Hey everybody, this is Dave, and I am playing Baldrum Gold Talon. Baldrum, or Gold Talon as he has been named by the gods, is a uh, slight man of uh, willowy features. Uh, his He's very, very skinny with um, with delicate red and blonde streaked hair that seems so frail that it would snap if you touched it. He has sinewy limbs that seem less like they have muscles and more like they have taut rope underneath the skin. He has wild, passionate eyes uh, that are as blue as the sky above the ocean after a storm. And he would best be, uh, the best visual approximation would be, um, uh, the guy who played, uh, Stryker in Lord of the Rings, um, specifically, or, uh, A History of Violence, that actor. Oh, Viggo Mortensen? Viggo? Yeah, yeah Viggo Mortensen. Um, like, like, History of Violence kind of, uh, version of him, like, just this wild look in his eyes all the time. Uh, and he is currently wearing his uh his antique chainmail jacket, which is less chainmail and actually looks as if it is constructed from petrified seaweed. And he is wearing uh basic pantaloons with some uh metal and leather stitchings, and he is standing on the beach. He's currently on the beach with his weapons stuck into the sand, and he is currently hunched over a bench that holds a large 
half strike of tree and he is furiously sanding it down and 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 taking a knife to it and curling the wood it looks like he is attempting to as one man create a boat yep and that's and and the the wind is whipping through uh through Belgium's hair as he is furiously trying to do by himself, which should take easily a dozen or so or more men to do, and it, that's a task made much more urgent by the changing of the seasons. Yep. All right, uh, hey guys, this is Dan. Uh, you may know me as the sexiest forty-year-old in Fandible, and <laughs> I, yeah, and I am playing Rim Fangquiver. Uh, he is uh, the son of. Ulren Bearbreaker, uh, and, uh, one of the, he's, he, he, you know, he's a well-known sight in town. Uh, he, uh, he is often out in the woods hunting with his massive bow and arrows, and he is, a he is tall and rangy, um, definitely where, where other, uh, where others of his people are, are stocky and, and strong and, uh, you know, wider, as wide as they are tall, uh, built for battle. He, he has, uh, instead chosen the path of, of speed and agility. And, uh, when within the woods, he is, he is practically, uh, one with, uh, with the, you know, the, the, the birds and the ravens out there, uh, often camping out, uh, in the trees until he can get just the right shot to bring down his prey. And, uh, as, as, uh, everything begins, uh, he is on his way to the, uh, he is actually just entering one of the, uh, local, uh, taverns or drinkeries, whatever, uh, whatever, uh, the Vikings, uh, call them, um, alehouses, I guess, or alehouses. Yeah, the alehouses. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he kicks open the door to the alehouse and he's, uh, dragging, uh, the carcass of a, uh, of a very large deer. Uh, he's got a, he's got a deal with the, the owner of the alehouse that he will occasionally, uh, provide meat in exchange for mead, mm-hmm. uh, because, uh, as he explained to the, uh, innkeeper over a few drinks, the two things are one letter apart. So, <laughs> so you may as well just like, you know, trade. There's one a one the rune other. difference. There's a one rune difference. <laughs> so we may as well trade. Yep. Uh, so yeah, he, he kicks open the door, boom, drops the, uh, the carcass and goes, Drinks are on me! Alright. Hey guys, this is Jesus, and the scene shifts from there over through the woods into a cave. From the cave you hear the sounds of battle. The the roar of two individuals, one a bear, one a man, facing off against each other. After several minutes of combat of screams, there's silence. And eventually, walking out of the cave is a man, a very large, large man, more wider than... Not Mark Wilder, but a very wide man, but relatively short comparison to most. While the average, I would say, of most people is, between, is about 5'9", he's only topping at 5'4". But he's a big, burly man with a thick beard. He sort of looks like um, Vin Diesel from The Last Winch Hunter with this massive beard. Crushing out in his leathers and his shield covered in blood. And he looks tired and looks drained, but he also looks kind of haunted. Like he was expecting not to come out of there. Maybe hoping not to come out of there. As he pauses, looking at the sun dripping down, he pulls out a piece of wood, a piece of burnt wood, looking at it, shoving it back to his pocket, and walking back to the bar to have another drink. Love it. Yep. All right. Oh, by the way, my name. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, sorry. I was going for the moment there. My no, name no, is right. My name is Grimstad Ironbore of the house... Also of Clan Lufgren. My father is Berngard Lufgren. Excellent. Com- complicating all of this is that uh, Jesus was originally going to play the bear. <laughs> <laughs> but we did, uh, we rolled some dice and uh, the guy yeah. won. So yep. Yeah, it didn't he switched out, out yeah. his character. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention I'm, I'm House Skyer. Uh, my character, yes. Baldwin uh, Gold Talon, is also House Skyer as well as. Yes, same Dan's here. House Skyer. No, I. House Skyer all around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, House Skyer all around, but I'm sorry, uh, Dan clan. and I, the yeah, clan. clan. Thank yeah, you, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Dan and I are Gorenson. the same clan. Gornson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my father, Ulren Bell Breberg, yes. is your, uh, your uncle. Oh, right. yeah. Important thing, uh, because this is funny. Uh, for those who don't know, Clan Lufgren believes that we're part dwarf. Dwarf? Dwarf. Descended from dwarves, which everyone else believes are mythical creatures. Mm-hmm. It's know. worth reiterating that. Yes. That while the sagas sung by scalds like Beldrin, Dave's character, uh, sing of elves, dwarves, mm-hmm. dragons, giants, and all manner of other fantastic beasts, mm-hmm. nothing like that has been seen in Haldensland for 500 years. But we know they've existed. Right. We have sure. their blood in our bodies. <laughs> exactly. Nothing like that has been seen. So the Lufkins are like the Nothing. weird family where like everybody believes in UFOs intensely. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? That's, that's a great co- comparison. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so, uh, as, as we've, as we've covered, a, uh, hard group of men are coming for each of you. Um, and, uh, we're going to sort of fast track this scene so we can jump into the use of the adventure deck. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically when these men locate you, they in, are going to inform all of you that you have been summoned north through a personal summons from no less than Svetlana Windworm herself, the Ooh. Jarl of House Helig, and Ooh. now Sovereign of the Island. Um Boom, and the plot. request that they make, yeah. <laughs> the request that they make is polite at first. Mm-hmm. So the question for everybody is how, how does your character respond? Are you going to try to run away and escape? Tr- you know, simply refuse, stand your ground mm-hmm. and take on this group of, you know, grim eyed warriors mm-hmm. from Helig? Perhaps charm or befriend them, intimidate them by yep. taking advantage of the fact that you're covered in bear blood. Grimstead <laughs> uh, pauses for a second. He looks at the piece of burnt wood, pauses like, "I will need to personally tell my father that I'll go with you." So you're gonna you're gonna accept your. I'm going to accept. You're totally gonna accept. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, I'm cool. still covered in bear blood. I mean, I like the fact that I might intimidate. You right. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Rim. Uh, he's he's he's. A couple of cups in, uh, by the times they, by the time they find him. He's like, Svetlana, you say? Listen, listen, tell me, tell me this, tell me this, and I will tell you whether I will go with you. How many paces away can this Svetlana of yours hit a target that's about, oh, say, the size of that spot there between your eyes? Because I'm going to tell you, I can do it at about 120. Go ahead. I'll show you. <laughs> All right. The, the men are going to exchange glances, and you hear one of them mumble, does this mean he's coming with us or not? <laughs> uh, is that going to be... He is, but you're are, not. <laughs> are you trying to intimidate them, or are you trying um, to... 
you know, maybe maybe a little bit of intimidation. He's he's not definitely not saying like no, and he's not hostile. He's almost friendly about it, mm-hmm. but but definitely with that sort of attitude of like, all right, you posers, let me, <laughs> let me just show you who you're dealing mm-hmm. with first before we go any further. Got it. Uh, all right, all right. So as a player, listeners know I love accents. I'm debating whether or not to do the German accent. What is what does the audience think? What do you what does the crowd think? German accent for this character or no? No, no, I don't think. I think. No. I mean, the ger- Germanic thing is. I definitely cannot do a Nord, uh, uh, like a, a Norwegian yeah, should, accent. I, yeah, I I'm really feeling it. Like, yeah, how's mine? How's mine? Honestly, I tried it. You, you sound know. like Jesus Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why. That's, that's, that's probably really... that's probably fine. I mean, okay. just, any spend a season watching the show Vikings, and you'll you'll get. Yeah, it's, okay. a, it's cool. annoying. That's, that's why I'm not even okay. really trying. All right, All right fine, cool. Fine. All right. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Uh, when the men show up to the beach where Baldrum is still furiously making his boat, which will be totally seaworthy, uh, they inform him that he is requested, uh, that his, his audience, uh, he has an audience with, excuse me, audience with the queen. And he says, and, and he is just nothing but a bundle of energy. And he starts nodding. He says, but yes, absolutely, absolutely. But this is almost ready. And he picks up the plank of wood, which is, like maybe half a canoe. <laughs> it's basically just a big piece of wood that has some sort of concave groove in it. Now and he starts walking towards the water. He's like, no, but I have to see if this works. And then I'll have people, I have people, I'll have people uh, maintain it for me until I'm back. And they start approaching him as he walks towards the water. No. And he starts walking backwards. No, gentlemen, I understand you have a job, but I have my job too. And I have to see, and he looks behind him and then makes a break for the ocean. Right. And they all chase after him. <laughs> and he's going to try to jump into the water to to swim out as far as he can on his plank of wood. And they're easily going to overtake <laughs> yes. him. Well, we'll see that through the adventure deck. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah. That's where it comes in. So uh, we'll start with you, okay. your character, Jesus. So, so you're more or less going along with them, but... But I need, I'm going to personally tell my father first. You're going to tell your father first. And in a way, you're trying to sort of charm them or, yes. I mean, you're ingratiating yourself yes. to them. Um, so what's going to happen is you'll draw a card. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and do that. Okay. Where's the card? So who's, who's right there. Oh. And suit oh. doesn't matter. I have a jack. Okay. So you have the opportunity jack has here an uh, to actually to roll for uh, a positive outcome. Oh. Okay. Um, so... Uh, I think you're rolling persuasion here, right? Because you're trying to ingratiate yourself. Yes. Uh, oh boy, this was a poor mistake. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I don't have persuasion. Is there a okay. negative if I don't have a? Yeah, that's a D4 minus two. <laughs> but you get your wild die too. Okay. Let's. See and the difficulty on that is going to be seven. So unless I roll a six, I'm screwed. Yes. Not screwed. Just not successful at ingratiating. Nope. Okay. Um. Uh, after informing them that you're gonna tell, uh, your father, mm-hmm. uh, the, the leader of the band says, My father will hear of this. Yeah, you can tell whoever the fuck you want, but the ship leaves soon. So, you have a few minutes. And then one from the back says, Any real warrior would have fought. No, no wonder we rolled over these people so easily. I punched the one that said that in the face. Okay. Uh, draw another card. No oh boy. This is a four. It's Jackie Okay. Chan. <laughs> <laughs> you have no, no, uh, so now, uh, you're gonna need to give me a fighting roll, uh, at a difficulty of seven. 
fighting. Okay. Fighting roll. With my d6. Eight. Eight. All right. You succeed. Yep. Um, you, uh, launch yourself into the, into the group, <laughs> um, and, uh, several, <laughs> several minutes later, <laughs> you have not had the opportunity to tell your father, but you and the, fo- and the four men are all nursing some quite respectable bruises. <laughs> Uh, and particularly the one who made the comment about rolling over the people, uh, is, is reevaluating <laughs> his experience with House Skyer uh, uh, as I, the group of you head back to the ship. Okay. Alright. Hey, Jesus, can you, can you pass me that, that octopus, uh, that's in front of the TV? Alright. Everybody uh, so keeps asking for weird things. Talking about this Beers, octopus right here? Octopus, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Alright, the beer, I meant the beer. <laughs> Just so I can get some dice, cause I suspect I'm about to need some. Yes. So would you say that you're trying to intimidate them by... Uh, so I'm, I'm actually kind of trying to show off my skills. Okay. Uh, basically, I'm hoping to make this a shooting roll, because I'm like, all right, come on, you step back, step back. All right, there we go. There we go. Now try not to move. Got <laughs> it. They they will not... They they definitely won't. aren't going to consent to uh, yeah, no, an not, archery I'm... demonstration, but that doesn't mean you have to wait for their permission. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, come on, I move. I mean, the, the, the doors that you've just blown open into the alehouse to uh, drop the slain elk down uh, are still wide open, and there are certainly trees beyond that, 120 paces or more. Yeah. Uh, but first, draw a card. Yep. Draw a card. Alright. And I got a king! Alright. With a giant axe. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Alright, so difficulty five. Sweet. Alright. Oh, oh, that's... Is it your first day, Dan? What's happening? Uh, so how's this dice thing work? He's, uh, he's rolling. Is that it? Nope, that's a three on both. Three on both. Okay. So I okay. Um, you, you, uh, you <laughs> ever since this, uh, it's the same rune, <laughs> or it's one rune away deal has been struck. Um, <laughs> you're, 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 you've always felt pretty confident in the alehouse, so uh, you didn't wait long before that carcass hit the ground to slam back a few. Yeah, yeah. Like a I few said, I, I had, I was a couple uh, tankards. And after making that the grim proclamation about your archery skills, <laughs> you draw your you. Your bow, knock an arrow, and send send it like flying wildly towards the moon. Yeah. Uh, the moon takes um, the moon takes three damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, the group of men look out the door, look back to you, and and again, the one says, "So you're coming with us or not?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just uh, just I just needed to have that moon. Don't forget, you lost an arrow. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. Well, I need yeah, to find this. Did I? Uh, how many arrows did I start with? Uh, how many right, fi- comes with a pack? Yeah, I'll figure, I'll figure <laughs> that a, out. Just a pack. A shrink-wrapped pack. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll figure that out in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, Dave, you yeah. are running like the devil. Yep. Um, towards so, the bitter ocean. Towards the bitter ocean. Oh, that's right. You're really this is swimming. So, yeah. draw a card. All right. Uh, Ace of spades. This will go well. All right. I know that that suit doesn't matter, but... It's two crows. This is going to go awesome. <laughs> That's great. Uh, all right. So uh, give me a swimming roll. Difficulty five. I'd love to. That's a d4. That's going to be cool. All what right. Five. Hot but dog. you but you have your wild die. Yep. Uh, six. Nice. Six. Oh, no, 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 Explodes. No no no, 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 no. Six was facing towards me. Three. Oh, three. Uh, okay. Five. Two threes. That's what we're so rocking. That's a no. Yeah. All right. Uh, you cast um, the the uh plank that you were working on mm-hmm. out into the shore and are immediately driven back in by a pounding tide yep. <laughs> um and hauled up dripping wet and cold to your feet 
and escorted back yeah, to the ship. But see, it still floats. Yep. It still floats. <laughs> and you're one of the boat was shit anyway. Yep. Oh. All right. Go to the prowl. We're off to an auspicious start. <laughs> <Yeah, again. laughs> hey, hey, I beat up my guys. It's true. You did. You held your own. I hit. Yeah. Um, all right. So all three of you are each escorted back to that same Helig longship, one at a time. So each of you sees first you, uh, Grimstead, and then uh, uh, Hrim, and then Beldrin are brought aboard uh, by a group of men. Um, and then once aboard, the three of you are, uh, sh- sort of shoved together, uh, toward the, um, prow of the boat, uh, and generally left to yourselves as, uh, the full crew of 18, uh, slips the moorings on the dock mm-hmm. and launches the boat into the coastal waters. So three of you are given a chance to say hello to each other. So- oh. Well, I will say most of this isn't my blood. Oh, good you know idea. how you know how you have a base coat and a second <laughs> coat. We have the bare blood. Well, the first is a primer. The, right. the first is a primer. The right. second coat is really situational yep, features. Absolutely. Uh, have, you, have you considered uh, just maybe just taking a, a quick dip outside? Just because I don't. This, nah, this I, may be a long journey, and I can already smell you. Nah, I like the effect. Uh, Grimstead, you are instantly jealous because you can. Tell both from the smell on his breath and his voice that Hrim had the chance to down a tangard or two of ale, yep. or, horn, or rather, excuse me, a horn yep, or two of ale before is this there, journey, and you're you're instantly wishing you had thought to do the same. Is there any chance you have a flask on you? Um, well, of course there's a, there's a chance. You're not going to share it, are you? It's <laughs> <laughs> cackling as the boat pushes I always off knew the I liked you. <sighs> uh, so one of you is slightly bruised and covered in blood. One of you is drunk, and then the third, uh, <laughs> uh, Beltran, is soaked in seawater. Yeah, tried to run. Yeah, uh. which is probably true for about half the time. People see you. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you're like so bone, yes, bone so, wet and yeah. soaking. Yeah, yeah, from your various. Unsuccessful expeditions. Yep. Yes, they came at a most inauspicious time. I was in the middle of my yearly experiment. It was the first, first outing of the next, of the next boat. Don't explain to them about your. Oh yeah. So every year, everyone in everyone in the area knows this. Uh, Beldrum's father and mother both disappeared at sea when he was a newborn. But he somehow survived, washed up on shore. Since then, he is convinced that his parents, specifically his father, have survived. And every year tries to construct his own boat to go back out into the ocean and find them. And every year he is washed up on shore, half dead, nursed back to health. Where he starts because he is a shit shipwright. Oh, <laughs> you are not strong am, in the skill. I am no. not good at this, right. and it is a it is a. If anything makes people question the wisdom of the gods, it's the fact that I haven't died yet. Right, that the that the gods saw fit to bestow their blood upon such a foolhardy mm-hmm. young man. And I I think if I'm remembering correctly, what, in terms of your background, we settled on something even more tragic, which is that. Your mom was in the boat, and it was her frigid body that kept you alive. That's right. That's right. But it's your father that went missing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Somewhere out in the mist. Yeah, she kept me alive by wrapping 
by basically curling around me. Mm-hmm. But my dad has never been seen again. Right. So every, every so much year, like every Disney princess, <laughs> you seriously have no mother, but yeah, possibly exactly. a father, father somewhere. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and so they tr- uh, tried to stop me. But the good news is that this particular plank floated very well. So once we get this, whatever, out of the way from Wormstrom or whatever her name is, then I'll be back to work. How are you? Well enough. I was going to get some bear meat by some meat, but they got in the way of that. Well, I made sure to impress them. I took a shot at the moon. Came pretty close this time, too. (laughs) That moon will feel the wrath of what it did to wrong you. (laughs) How did the moon wrong you again? Well, yeah, I mean, just look at it. Also, uh, he takes it personally when it uh, bequeaths its place in the sky to the sun, because then it's morning, and he is hungover. (laughs) Exactly. If the moon never set... He would never be hung over. You know what? Out of all your points, that's the best for His character looks at the moon like, I'm fucking coming for you. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, I suddenly get religion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will yeah. kill the moon. <laughs> so, what do you think this is about? What They want to try to claim us as their own? Be unwise? Mm-hmm. Ours is the place of the gods. We are, We are touched by them. To do so would be to uh, to court their wrath. True. It would be too much trouble. They are as battle-weary as the rest of the armies. Mm-hmm. I'm just assuming uh, Lady... So what would it, would it be? Lady or, or, or Sky? Like what, what would be the, the title of uh, Svetlana? She's a... She's currently Jarl, Jarl Svetlana. So Jarl the Windworm. Right, but people don't, people wonder if she's going to assume the title of queen Ah. of the entire island. And I'm I'm going to assume that uh, Jarl Windworm has simply heard of our deeds and wants to witness them for herself, which I can't blame her for. Mm. Hmm. Or, just saying, if Three Gladblooded said that she should be a queen, I pause for effect. So, yes, but where are they going to get three god... Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the uh, the ship turns north along the coast, uh, catching a favorable breeze, and you watch the leeward land pass by. Uh, for all those who might look to port, you face that impenetrable wall of swirling, ice-cold fog, slowly closing in around the island. Uh, and as I said, the three of you are more or less left alone. Uh, even when the sail slackens and the helig men are set to rowing, you're never asked for assistance. Uh, for the rest of the evening and day, uh, at one point you're given, uh, some strips of tough salted stockfish and some biscuits. Um, and, uh, there is, you do see several skins of ale passed among the men, but you are not invited to partake. Um, Charles will hear this. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready to fight for our honor. <laughs> um, and then, uh, as that day passes, you spend another restless night on the deck beneath the wind, uh, listening to the creak of boards below you and the slap of water against the gunwales. Uh, and then through that morning, past cliffs crowned in spruce trees, uh, and then turn the ship turns into the mouth of a river and for 
if you have the map, you're welcome to follow along. Mm-hmm. Just imagine the little red dots, like from Indiana Jones. Um, at which point the men lower the sail and begin to row, leading you upriver towards the fort town of Inrestun. Um, now, th- none of you have been north before into Helix Land. Hmm. Any battles that you might have? How actually? That's, that's a good question. Who among you fought against? Actively fought against House Helix in the pitched struggles before? Not necessarily. Depending on whether or not you voluntarily yeah, I'm not sure joined the the defenses hmm. before the the shipyard was burned, hmm. you likely would have. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. So yes, I was fighting originally. Yeah, I, I definitely fought against them. Mm-hmm. From afar, right, with arrows, right. Yep. But yeah, I was told that it was not my fight by yes. our uh, by uh, the good bear breaker. Uh, <laughs> the that... battlefield is already really crowded. I mean, we don't... <laughs> because the last thing that the last thing that um, that uh, Ulren bear breaker needed was a god blooded that was not his son gaining glory on the battlefield, right? Only calling attention to uh, attention to the fact that his Son, a god-blooded, was not on the front lines at all. Right. Right. So I was, in fact, kept away from the fighting. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, the ship continues upriver t- uh, to the fort town of Inrestun, um, and you you are now in basically behind enemy lines in Heligland. Yep. Um, Inrestun, you know from your childhood, uh, before the tensions between your houses. And House Helig, uh, erupted into full-blown war, uh, was an old river village, but is now built up into a formidable, uh, wooden fortress with, uh, bare, uh, walls of raw pine shining in the sun and battlements looming over the inlet water. The other thing that you notice that's, that's different and, and frankly alarming having spent your entire lives on Hogan's land, uh, which is generally speaking a thickly wooded land until you get into the mountainous interior. Um, basically the entire surrounding land around industries has been clear cut in every direction, just meadows of ragged stumps, giving an eerie bleak quality to the landscape, uh, and actually giving you a somewhat startling view to the snow-capped mountains beyond. Um, it's, it's it's logging on a level that you're just not familiar with. The vast majority of communities, um, you know, e- even when preparing, for, you know, trying to build multiple ships, you know, creating the, the early construction of a, a new longhouse, uh, anything like that, you know, you would uh, ch- choose the best lumber from... You know, deep within the the inner wilderness, but <clears throat> to see an entire forest leveled is actually a new sight to your eyes. Um. So the uh, the ship, the long ship that you're on, slows and approaches a pier crowded with small fishing vessels, uh, leading you to wonder whether Inrestun might be your destination. But instead of mooring, the ship merely touches the dock, basically for an instant, just long enough for a figure in furs wearing a rich green cloak to leap aboard. And when she removes her hood, you recognize her at once. Astrid Alverson, daughter of Griswold the Blackfist. 
which is why I was saying earlier. Yes. <laughs> intentions right. are very well timed. AKA. Like, stop my, reading my notes. AKA my future father in law. <laughs> <laughs> he seems um, nice. <laughs> Astrid is a tall, uh, powerfully built shield maiden with fiery red hair. Um, and obviously, uh, nimble on a ship. Um, and everybody, please give me a common knowledge roll, which is just your straight up smarts plus your wild die. Alright. Uh, succeed with a two. Succeed with a two. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's, uh, yeah, what, what is our, uh. Standard difficulty four. Uh, David, as the party scald, you get a plus two. Twelve. Well, okay. nicely done. All right, yeah, I'm give you a lot of information. You can oh, decide okay. what to tell them. I'm pretty sure she's a woman. <laughs> Camera pans over. It's like these two lungheads thinking about it. Cuts to me. I'm flipping through an iPhone on her face. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yep. I know this chick. Uh, nope, fine. So I make it. Just you make it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know all about. My so I'll start. Brain. Yeah, I'll start with what what uh, <laughs> what. Hurtum would know, and then go on to the encyclopedic <laughs> <laughs> to uh, Wiki Beldrin. Book. So, Hurtum, um obviously you recognize Astrid um, yes, and because you of the slow motion her. way she walks. Because you've, you've already swiped right, <laughs> yes. um, and the, and the uh, Sam Cooke music that starts playing as right. she gets onto the ship. Uh, both Astrid and her father, Griswold the Blackfist, are named warriors of House Helig, mm-hmm. and both known for their battle proficiency uh, at sea. Mm-hmm. Um, the Griswold is particularly famous, as you know, um, because it is. it has been said, though House Helig has kept the details of this uh, quite secret, that Griswold was the shipmaster who first discovered a passage through the ice fog. Um, and in fact, his name comes from a earlier prior attempt of which he was the only survivor, uh, legend telling that he returned by rowing single-handedly the ship back, uh, despite both hands being completely eaten away by frostbite. Hence the black fist. Hardcore. Nice. That's Um, the dude you want to see at dinner? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, that's... That's uh, what you would have known um, yes. for him. You're more familiar with Griswold than with Astrid herself. Yep. Um, but she comes from good stock. Yes, Please. and has and and you know though the details stock. are foreign to you. Uh, you know that um, that she herself has been named. Uh, you know, is a named warrior has earned a name in battle. Yes. Um, and uh, though you might wonder why she doesn't carry that name, you've mm-hmm. never heard. What that name is. Right. She is known by her father's surname, which right. is Alverson. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Dave Belden. <laughs> yep. Um, in addition to, to all that, um, she's a Capricorn. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> go to http <laughs> right. slash Astrid underscore right. Alverson. She's an ENTP. <laughs> um, <laughs> My, uh, Myers-Briggs humor. That'd be um, amazing if you just like, Dave, she's a furry. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. That's it. Like, you that know what? All. You don't want any of that, man. <laughs> uh, so one thing, um, you, you uh, two, two real, two facts beyond that, that 
wouldn't necessarily be widely known. Um, one is that Astrid carries her father's sword, the one that he, the ancestral blade that he can no longer wield, um, which is called Brimskur, which is old skaldic for the rock on which waves break. Um, and that is, and you can actually see this sword. I mean, the, the rest of you would see that she is carrying a larger than usual blade. Uh, and on her back, which, which, while well, we're all familiar with that trope from medieval, you know, from fantasy films and whatnot, uh, in your culture, that's just stupid. I mean, it's really hard to pull a sword off of your back versus from your waist. Mm. Um, and the size of the sword that she carries, the hilt alone, which is all you can see protruding above the, the leather wrapped hilt, um, protruding above the cloak is about three hands long. Um, which again, it feels comical to all of you. Yeah. Right? Like the Halden combat, um, and the average sword length, you know, somewhere between what <laughs> the fantasy books usually, somewhere between the, a short sword and a long sword as being the, you know, the standard weapons categorization, uh, Halden blades sort of fit somewhere between those. Um, the blade that she carries is much longer. And in fact, uh, particularly for yourself, Grimstad, you know, you, you might have heard the name Astrid, but seeing this like comically large sword on her back, you might not take her very seriously or think, you know, that th- this might read to you as something that's all about healing showmanship. Um, overcompensating. And, yeah, exactly. Over, and some <laughs> yeah, kind exactly. of overcompensation. Like, um, <laughs> she's clearly overcompensating. I say while uh, carrying a bow at least as tall as I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, um, hey, does this quiver make my dick look big? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's one thing that you would know, that you, that you actually know the weapon, uh, and its name, Brimsker. Um, and it's appropriate that you would know that as someone who's familiar with Old Skaldic, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically the equivalent of Latin for everyone else. Yep. Um, <clears throat> you also know that, uh, in, over the last 10 years, particularly in the war with the other houses, that Astrid became a much feared warrior, uh, as I said, known especially for ship to ship combat, uh, and became a quite capable, um, shipmaster in her own right, following after her father's legacy, um, and has been named not only once, but multiple times, but refuses to invoke that honor because the names, also in Old Skaldic, um, are, uh, Skaldic kennings with derogatory sexual undertones. Uh, the, the two most common that you've heard spoken are, uh, Ixfala and Ixkera, which mean ship swallower or mast biter. And could be yeah. interpreted as, you know, are both in the most formal sense, proper names for her accomplishments in naval combat, but obviously, uh, to anyone familiar with the more body scaldic poetry uh are designed to have a quite derogatory uh implications um and while you're not highly familiar with gender politics of house helig um that certainly sets a standard in your in your mind despite the fact that the leader of house helig is the only jarl on the island who is a woman um, so, you know, quite a bit. And, and if other, uh, and, Dave, and, particularly because of that, 
uh, just rock star role. Um, if other questions arise, let me know and I'll, uh, so those are her rumored names. We don't actually know what her name is. We just know she doesn't want to use it. Yes. Okay. Or at some point, so the naming process, uh, is that another named warrior, often like shortly after the heat of battle, will give you, will name you, right? Oh, okay. So, um, it's something that your colleagues bestow upon you, right? Uh, your supposed colleagues or comrades in arms. Shit, so it's like a nickname at work. Right, right? well, yeah. which is why, yeah, exactly, which is why, now, it, it can be both honorific, but there are like great warriors that are like, you know. Tiny. Yeah, or like fat ass or something like <laughs> yeah. that, right? I mean, you're, the Jarl of your, uh, of how Skyre mm-hmm. is Oswald Iron Belly. Iron Belly, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. It's like, and it's not because he like takes lots of shots, you know, it's, it's not, it's not because his, his gut has uh, resisted many axe blows. All right, that makes um, sense. So, uh, yeah, some, some of them have a kind of like mocking nickname-ish quality, but, uh, from what, from what you understand, basically, you know, others have attempted to name her multiple times and, you know, tried to make it sort of catch on and be uh, acknowledged socially. Um, and she has, through whatever means, refused to let the, let those names spread. Cool. What is she like? What is she, what like, do, I'm hearing does a lot she of, like? Or I'm, what? I'm hearing a lot of like, like negative things. Uh, but my character would be concerned like, okay, cool. She's got a giant sword. Uh, I don't want to see like her henchmen beat me up. So what? does if she's coming aboard this ship mm-hmm. what is a great thing does she like tennis does <laughs> she do crosswords like what's or a way to connect floral with arrangements actually yeah. believe it or not interesting. No. Porcelain uh, dolls. i mean by by renown which is all you would know battle carnage and glory just like any other named warrior and swallowing last question because of the rock star role any uh deliances rumored or otherwise no none Oh, we'll change that soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I look down and say, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I look up. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, and shortly after, it becomes quickly clear, almost as soon as uh, Astrid's feet uh, touch the planks of the boat, that uh, she is this ship's ship master. Um, oh, and you see in the, in the response of the men uh, who have steered the dock, um, immediately get to work and actually pick up, you know, to, to, uh, slipping the moors of the dock and, uh, attending to the rigging and, and the oars with a renewed level of, uh, discipline and focus. The boss is here, so. Exactly. <laughs> the boss is here. Um, and, uh, she approaches the three of you. And as soon as she's approaching, I'm immediately like, I knew this was too fine a vessel for, for, for these guys, I say, pointing at the uh, <laughs> at the guys working on the rigging and everything. Do you want to make a persuasion roll to try to <laughs> alter yeah. her? Sure. <laughs> so that's a D four minus two. My character looks right. at right. one train coming one direction, yeah. train coming the other direction. Yeah. Sits back and watches. I take uh, his <clears throat> flask, which I stole from his pocket, and start drinking. Oh, that's drinking a it. one there, and that is a <laughs> straight up one. Oh, oh, not a natural one, like three minus two, so. Yeah, no fail. Okay, great. Yeah. So right. not, not a critical, not a critical fail. Not that a critical, would have been but amazing. It might as well then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just went to the outside of the ship. Wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would have been glorious. Yeah. Um, Astrid strides up to you, um, and she chuckles for a second, and yep. you're like, "Yes, 
<laughs> made her laugh. And she says, this boat is shit. <laughs> it's brand new, seen no action, still leaking below the hold. It doesn't and leak as bad I, as his <laughs> ships. Yeah. I point, I'm pointing at, uh, Rim. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but exactly, and, and still too good for the oh, likes of, uh, them. Uh, hi. Hello. I trust the journey was alright? Well enough. Yes. You probably have questions about why you've been asked here. Well, we assume our glory has already spread to the lands of House Helig, and you all wanted to get a good look at the three god-blooded... I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> that that, that really puts a smile on her face. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the glory. <laughs> I, I said it wasn't a good time, and they hit me in the face. <laughs> yeah. Or you want some purpose for the god-blooded. Again, with the god-blooded, I think that there are a lot of other qualities that three men such as are... It's the god-blood, isn't it? Well, if the three of you possess other qualities, uh, I, I will look forward to seeing them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wink. Here you wink. Solid burn. Good one. You're like, I'm, I'm with Astrid. Good one. Look at, look at those two chumps. <laughs> um, apologies if any of you were roughly handled in being conveyed here. Apologies uh, for the injuries on your men. They look fine to me. They had a couple of days. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's still covered in the same blood. Right. <laughs> <laughs> still <laughs> covered in blood. It's <laughs> cloud of flies yeah. all around him. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> There's much that I cannot tell you. However, you can trust to this. I have been tasked with keeping all three of you safe. We're going to be continuing up the river. And setting camp as a storm passes. Hmm. Safe. Are they telling me there's people here who'd want us injured? I'm sure there are many people. Hmm. Particularly once you open your mouths. <laughs> <laughs> who would possibly want to injure <laughs> three of the god-blooded? <laughs> I look up at the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Other than the moon. <laughs> Other than you, moon. Yep. Now, is there any, anything you need before I attend to the ship? I'm well enough. Although, if you have a flask on you, I would really appreciate it. I'm sure we'll have ale at the lodge. That'll do. do we need... should be there shortly. Would you like any assistance around the ship? No, I... I think my men are quite capable. Uh, Unless you want to make persuasion all day. Nope. Beldrum uh, runs one finger along the uh, along the bow of the ship, like he's checking for dust, <laughs> and th- kind of catches himself on a splinter, and then realizes everyone's still looking, <laughs> then wraps it twice with his knuckles and nods. Is <laughs> <laughs> all, right. Um, all right. Anything else? Astrid turns on her heel and uh, sets about to watch her making off. sure that these, <sighs> these these dolts haven't fucked up her ship. Yep. Hate to see you go, but I'd love to watch you leave. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, one of you is so going to get cut in half. <laughs> so explain um, to me this keel hauling thing yeah, <laughs> you keep bringing up. It sounds like fun. <laughs> I like how I specifically include backstory that a character has refused to stay on sexually derogatory things, and you guys are like, we're going to one-up it. <laughs> you would never want to... We can do better. <laughs> never want to repeat the names we're going to use. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're uh, we're sufficiently terrified. Like, oh, yeah. you get named once and say, no, I'm not going to use it. Like, okay, that's kind of gangster. Twice? And then it's just like, fuck. That's, and, and she's the captain of our ship. She's going to go straight up cloud from Final Fantasy VII on us <laughs> with that giant ass sword if we fuck up. Yeah. Well, and remember the, one of the complicated, while many of you have earned glory in various ways and probably would have been named if not for being Valgor, all of you were basically named at birth. Yeah. So to other named warriors who actually earned their honorific name, yeah, well, there is a certain resentment mm-hmm. towards those who earned names like Iron Boar just based on their the ire proclaiming something about their birth. That makes sense. That, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like we, you know, received a uh, a modest uh, 10 million dollar loan from our father, so. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. A small sum. <laughs> a very small loan. Yep. Um <clears throat> All right. Uh the boat continues up river um and finally uh ends after another about another half day of travel uh at a frozen bog largely grown over with peat. Um, another sort of oddity that all of you notice, um, down in, uh, in, in Skyerland, uh, on, in every peat bog, that peat is stripped back like a layer of skin so that prospectors can hunt for the pea-sized nuggets of bog iron mm-hmm. from which you, you forge your steels. Um, but ever since House Helig opened a route with the larger world, they have had, uh, ready access to finer, uh, you know, iron and um, and other metals, and no longer forages the bogs, um, leaving the them to basically grow wild. So, for instance, seeing it, you guys are like gold mine, <laughs> you know, yeah. because to to see a grown over peat bog, you know, would be mm-hmm. unthinkable. Um, as you know, families harvest these over generations, uh, and, and can only can only actually derive iron from them once, you know, about a generation. Mm-hmm. So to see one sort of left unattended, you know, it's like a, a gold mine or mm-hmm. a, or a oil, oil strike that's just been left, you know. Yeah, it's unbelievable wealth excess just exactly. like lying there. All right. And finally, the longship uh, docks on the uh, the coast. Now, now that you're in the northern regions, um, it has become uh, – more and more snow has begun to accumulate. Uh, and you begin to follow the group up a foot footpath traveling upland into a snowy wilderness of great old trees. Um, <clears throat> and then a- a- after a relatively short uh, march through that wilderness, uh, you finally stop at a uh, iced-over lake. Um, and as you approach, you hear Astrid swearing under her breath. Um, and... You heard mention on the the march up here about the lodge, not just Astrid's promise of ale, but, you know, the men who have been on this journey, who resent having to go collect you in the first place, looking forward to, you know, some much-earned comforts. Um, And instead, what you see before you is a finely built longhouse uh, with a thatched roof that has been thoroughly burned uh, and is now only a charred husk. What? Um, uh, quick question, Tex. Do we have our weapons, or were they confiscated? Yeah, no, no. Yep. They, they left you with all your gear. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whether it's because they didn't deem you enough of a threat, or... <laughs> Fair enough. Uh-huh. So is there an argument about the location? You, you see the sort of group huddling together, mm-hmm. and, you know, Astrid... 
I have a feeling that they're not going to have any ale for us after all. That's the only reason I came here. All right, let's go back home. Uh, okay. with, a, with a swish of her cloak, Astrid approaches the group of you. This is not what we were expecting. Uh, apparently there's been some sort of accident. However. Accident? Hmm. This is where we'll be keeping you for now. Uh, yeah. Establishing shot of, <laughs> of burnt out husk and us, like, dwarfed by the, this, the still smoldering embers. Where exactly? Surely hardy men from the Skyland can survive a few nights of early winter. Look, it's it's still smoldering. It'll be warm. There you go. There's That's an optimist one. among you. Yes. Come on. And if it's not too warm, don't worry. I say, looking at Astrid. Jesus Christ. We're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, she's moved on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I say, look at where Astrid was standing. I'm going to go. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Um, so you approach the, uh, the, the husk. It's, it's, um, while it still gives off a heavy charred smell, uh, the, the burned down lodge, it looks like it was, it's actually been burned in the last couple of days and, and particularly with the falling snow has more or less, uh, cooled off. <laughs> so you're not, you're not walking through a, you know, like a burning hot oven. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and as you enter the, uh, the, the domicile, uh, such as it is, and, you know, the thatched roof is still partially intact. There's snow accumulated on it or whatnot. There, you know, but it, it's certainly not going to be a comfortable place if indeed you're supposed mm-hmm. to sit and wait for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, a- and you are somewhat surprised when you enter to see that there is a, uh, another person already waiting there in the, in the lodge for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and give me another common knowledge roll. Five. Four. Four. So we all just made it. So you all made it. Um, and based on description of the, uh, the pale, wild haired, thin bearded, uh, man of about your age before you and being able to sort of deduce from the location, you recognize this as Henrik the Mad, uh-huh. one yeah. of the only other Valgor on all of Halden's land, who you know very little about. Except that, he's except that his name is not promising. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Henrik the Mad. <clears throat> uh, and he is smoking a pipe and sort of observes your arrival with an arched eyebrow. I walk a little faster up to Astrid mm-hmm. and I say, have we just found the mis- the accident? Not that simple, I'm afraid. Oh, of course. And I just look back at the <laughs> other two godblooded from our from a house, like what? <laughs> Go ahead and get yourselves settled. We have some patrols to make. Of course, very well. And uh, three of the the men that you came here with are um, left. Outside, and it's the three of you left with Henrik in the burned-out lodge. Great. And upon seeing the three of you, uh, Henrik uh, taps out his pipe on the already burned floorboards um, with an arched eyebrow and giggles to himself and says, Well, I suppose that makes sense. And what makes sense to you, Henrik? That the three of you and I am here. That they're huddling us together. 
Has she left yet? Are you worried? He leans in conspiratorially. So, Astrid? She's right outside. Yes. She's still there, then. Yes, well, then I'm very glad to have finally met the other god-blooded. The fellows touched by the... She's still there. Henrik. look around. (laughs) Henrik. Are you worried they're going to try to do something to this building while we are establishing shot inside here? (laughs) It's not I who should be worried. Then who? I can't believe you let them round you up. (laughs) I guess I shouldn't be surprised. There's three Uh, of us and one of you, He paces a little bit, um, and and you uh, instantly notice that he's walking on one leg with with a pretty bad limp. Again, you don't, this is like, don't really know a much person about you just don't know much about. You don't hear, and there are no songs sung about this, this Valgor. Uh, we, we, um, do we, we, do we know he's, uh, is he allied with House Helix? Yeah, he, you know okay. that he's a member of House Helix, okay. and you know that he is, you know, is a fellow Valgor, but you don't hear about him in battle songs, you don't hear tales of his bravery or cunning or exploration or, Huntsmanship or any of those. Henrik, things. would you happen to know why the lodge is currently burnt a bit? I don't. I don't know. It's, it's a mystery, I guess. But I suppose we can guess. We can maybe hazard suppositions. Uh, what would be your? And you're like, what the fuck is a supposition? <laughs> well, I stop at three syllables, Henrik. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, assuming I'm assuming that's another word for guess. Yes. All right. I look at the bar. Uh, <laughs> What's your guess? Oh, I would, wouldn't hazard to make a guess. He sort of walked, he walks over to, uh, remember, um, important note about these longhouses. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're designed to contain heat. So there's, you know, no, yeah. no windows. <laughs> there's uh, a single door. Uh, and actually smelling strongly of char and smoke because this one's burned out isn't unusual mm. because these things are extremely drafty, smoky, clo- like when they're working well, they're like, you're choking on the smoke from the hearth fire mm-hmm. because they're designed to contain heat. So, um, uh, but he sort of peeks through the, the open door. Um, and anyone near him, you can see, uh, the, the flame of Astrid's hair disappearing further into the mm-hmm. forest as so she and the other men split up into the woods for their, what they described as a patrol. Mm-hmm. And Henrik waits a little bit watching her and then turns to the three of you. What, what are you going to do? What do you mean, what are we going to do? What is your plan? You all came together. We came on a boat together, Henrik. God! Grabs his forehead and and hobbles around to the other side of the lodge. They say you Skyrlings are mere rural folk with such narrow views of the world, but I didn't believe. We also heard that... You simply came, you came along. (laughs) <laughs> we also heard that uh, House Helig has trouble walking. Oh, is that just you? Uh-huh. Did you actually seek battle? No, no. This was given to me when I was younger. Given to you? Yes. My father didn't take to me sneaking around. Ah. Ah, uh, fathers can be, uh... Can be a burden. All right, well... In any case, our plan is to simply see where where all this leads. I mean, clearly, this is we have been summoned by by Jarl Windworm. Uh, seems to me like a call of for glory. What brings you here, Henrik? 
Oh, like you, I was asked to come. I was summoned, so I came. So wait, they sent people to get us, but they just asked you and you showed up, and then you laugh at us? I belong to House Helig, the mm. Conquerors. Uh, what oh. does that make the three of you? Emissaries. Do you not hear questions in your own head when it gets quiet? Or must I ask them? I try not to listen to the questions in my own head. We usually have ale for that. Henrik, clearly something is going on. Many things are going on. Henrik, is your implication that something's going to happen to us? The not conquered. We've already said we were going to serve House Helig. We've already established this. Any harm to us would be stupid. A peace has already been agreed upon. The accord is struck. Ah. There is nothing wrong with us. Between which parties? House Helig and House Skyr have found their common ground. <laughs> Much like my two good legs, you're missing one. Hmm. Erknos. Erknos is a den of serpents. <laughs> we hate you just inst- All three of yeah. you just spit. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But what does House Erknos have to do with us? Do you believe that they have surrendered? Are you saying they haven't? Erknos operates like a den of thieves. They are independent families. They, 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 they do not hold to one piece of land. They war between themselves. They do not hold to any sort of traditions. I'm not surprised that Erknos, if it is true, has not, has not, uh, uh, offered peace because Erknos doesn't know an end to conflict. They do not see a future. They are incapable of it at times. They simply know how to mindlessly fight. I would agree. Mindlessness, no end to conflict. All this island will see is war. But that doesn't have to be the fate for the three of you or for me. But, Henrik, it's not the fate of any of us. We are emissaries. We are at peace, technically. Yes, the lasting peace. Listen to me. Remember, there are still two Mm -hmm. men out front. Mm. There is a ship being prepared for the three of you and more. An expedition led by Griswold, the Black Fist. Hmm. Interesting. Chance to impress him. Leaving the island. The ship is well stocked. And I imagine now lightly guarded. We could go now, the four of us. Take it for ourselves. And go where? They have sea charts. I have seen them. I told you my father didn't like me sneaking. Now I just sneak more slowly. I see things that others don't. We could escape all that will befall this island. Wait, wait, wait. We could go through... These sea charts have those... Those paths through the mist? Yes, surely you are all capable seamen. 
<laughs> we, we both look at uh, at the bar. Also, Capable Seaman, new band name. Yep. <laughs> I mean, there's just two men outside. The four of us could slip the bonds of this hellish, bloody pool of an island and see what lies beyond. Or you could simply allow yourself to be taken to the next place and the next, according to Svetlana's whim. But what is Svetlana's whim? Why, why is she calling us? Like I said, one can make guesses. Uh, and why send a retinue of guards for our protection? Fairly far into uh, House Helvig's territory. Would the Arknas tr- truly come this deep in? Let me ask you a question. Svetlana, do you believe her to be truly one of us? Chosen and blessed by the gods? Do you believe that? Not until I see her in person. You sh- you can trust me enough to say your I risk heresy by simply speaking this aloud. I... Do you believe it? Do you believe that she is a Valgor? I want both of you to consider the source of this current information. Just he... putting that out there. Yes, yes, consider the source. I have yet to meet Svetlana, Windworm. I have heard of things that are fantastical that are not true. I have heard of mundane things that turn out to be beyond compare. I cannot say either way, Henrik, but whether or not she is god-blooded has literally yet to be seen. And what you are suggesting is a grand robbery based on a maybe. All right. Hear my supposition, then. Hear my guess. The fact is, you can't answer one way or the other. You know the three of you were. I trust you know that I am. Mm -hmm. But for her, there is the question. So one must then ask the question, why create the impression that she is? To what end? Why, when you run, when you rule the house that rules the island, why take that extra step, if not for an intention to build an empire where the god-blooded hold a special place? Why bother when you are set to become sovereign notwithstanding? Now, whether or not that is Svetlana's plan, if it might be, and you are House Urknos, how do you see yourself fitting in to that new world? With Morgara, their only Valgor present, so what might you do during the fragile peace to protect your place in the coming order if those questions are questions for you. Do you see what I'm saying? (laughs) Slow nods. No. (laughs) So you're suggesting an 
an upheaval of the current order. That yes. the role of 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 the the god blooded and the and the, and the the blood of mankind be changed, and so that the god blooded do not hold the levels of prestige they do before the windworm was granted that name by the ire were any jarls did any of them possess the blood of the gods no there was no relationship between rule and being chosen by the norns to carry the fate and the whims and the wishes of those divine powers. Now, when the sovereign-to-be deems that that relationship should exist, where does that leave you if you don't have a sister among the Ayer, as Svetlana does? Are you suggesting that the Ayer have a hand in politics now? I'm suggesting that if I was Jarl Ranog, I would kill all three of you and probably me as well. How much more simple do I have to be? Oh, I get it now, yes. Mm. And, simply put, with all due respect, Henrik, if I was House Erknos and the premium for rulership was going to be with the God-Blooded, then another move of mine, Mr. Sirmad, would be to ru- would be to gather some of the remaining god-blooded, put them on a boat, get them off of the island, and then use my last god-blooded to challenge and or to have the rule of the land. Mm-hmm. You understand how I can be suspicious. Of course. But you must ask yourselves, not what would... A plan B, should a person possess all the information, but in the absence of all information, in the presence of mystery, what choice might you make to ensure the survival of your house? Balancing the odds. (laughs) Your bewilderment, I think, stands as testament to why God... The god-blooded and rulers haven't exactly had a relationship in the past. No mind for strategy. He hobbles again around the, the perimeter of the house. Um, and just then, the doors bang open, and uh, Astrid and two of her men come in. Um, and there's a, a bit of a pause as Astrid sort of looks over, seeing Henrik agitated and clearly worked up. Um, and Henrik, over by the corner, you see, is sort of furiously combing at his already tangled, uh, short, somewhat mangy beard with a, uh, what looks to be, um, a comb of, of some old ivory. Um, and he sort of combs at it with the fury of someone who's very concerned with their appearance, but somehow only manages to make himself look more wild and unruly, almost like a, a molting bird, just like whiskers flying at random. Um, and Astrid takes this in, you can see with, with some concern. And then slowly turns back to the three of you. Some of our men have gotten reports. There have been sightings recently of a large bear in the region. Interesting. And apparently just today, not long after we passed, one of these was sighted in a nearby village. 
So I and most of my men are going to go investigate. I trust the three of you will be safe here. Look around at the uh, burning carcass of the uh, of the longhouse. Yeah, it seems safe. Mm-hmm. A bear. We'll, I, I'll leave some men. A bear, the likes of which that would necessitate the attention of the Astrid Alvarson. Alverson could be a formidable opponent. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. And I will say, I'm very good at killing bears. And I am very good at talking about him killing bears. <laughs> I've shot at bears. Oh, my orders. My father's wishes are to ensure that you all remain safe. It would not do to have one of you brought back in pieces or to present him with a pile of bear shit <laughs> that used to be one of you. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I, and, uh, uh, Beldrum scoops up a piece of a piece of wood uh, that's burning, takes a couple paces away, and says, uh, "Rim, yes, notch and arrow. We're going to pass the time while Ingrid is uh, while Astrid is away." Mm-hmm. And I put the wood on top of my head, oh, and I stand very still. While you're <laughs> gone, we're going to entertain ourselves with your uh, with your relative Henrik. Henrik, would you like the first shot? Second shot. Second shot. It's a warm-up sort of thing. While you're away with the bear, this is what we'll be doing. It's going to be a persuasion attempt. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. I'm a, and to help him, I am full, I've already got my bow. And it's full. Like, <laughs> like, right, right, right. Tension on the bow. Like, mm. David, David's not. trying to give you desperate, I'm bluffing you motherfucker <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Just a bit of a warning, he's still hung over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's going to be a d10. And that's an eight. Not bad. That's for the race, then. Well, it's not actually what well, we're on there. Contested. All right. <sighs> Her face just, like, slackens a little bit with defeat. <laughs> Mine tightens with fear. <laughs> <laughs> I might have fucked myself. <laughs> Don't move, cousin. Yes, I, su- I suppose it wouldn't do for the group of you to... Hurt yourselves. <laughs> That's right. We'd much rather be hurting bears. Yep. Besides, I mean, <laughs> and I motion. All right. I, I motion to the burnt out place. This, this place is prone to accidents. <laughs> all right. She confers with her men, um, and then you see of the uh, dozen or so, the majority uh, depart the area uh, and head off into the woods. And she turns back around. I suppose I will be staying here to make sure you don't get into any dangerous archery games. Since it sounds as if you need babysitting. I know what this is all about. (laughs) 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 All right. All right. (laughs) All right. I'll be Uh, the pizza delivery guy. (laughs) The, um, upon the, the declaration that She's going to remain. Uh, Henrik looks decidedly more concerned. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got a second arrow. Two of ones. All right. Now don't move. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're back. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, so Texas just unveiled his first, what would you call this, uh, terrain? Diorama. Yeah, this is a, a diorama. <laughs> Jesus. 
I yeah. Get, yeah, I guess this is like a war gaming mat. Or yeah, a, ch- 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 uh, listeners, check out uh, uh, our our Instagram and or possibly on the site itself. There there will be pictures. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is impressive. Well done, Tex. Yeah. So well, thank you. if we, we if we could give you, I know you I'm bennies. just a humble intern, but I, 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 <laughs> I want to yeah. make you guys proud. It's nice that you try. Yeah. yeah no. I mean, you keep this up, and a couple of years, we might even start to pay you. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just still, still waiting on that coffee. <laughs> I was just about to say, I still don't have any I'm coffee. Just saying the coffee would be nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, so so yeah, listeners, check out the uh, the pictures. But a brief description is that Texas made a multi tiered. Uh, terrain map with snow, uh, and there's two islands, there's two main pieces, and there's snow-covered ground, there's texture on the stone itself. So, Tex, how did you make this? Oh, and there's also a grid. There's a grid superimposed, but lightly superimposed, so it's kind of faded. So, just... There's a building with a a shattered roof, there's... Mm -hmm. Oh. All right, dude. What? How? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, the, uh, the... It's, it's actually, luckily, thank God there's a lot of YouTube, YouTube videos and a lot of people who do this really amazingly. Um, but the best material, and it's actually really inexpensive, is, uh, it's like the pink hard foam insulation boards that mm-hmm. you get at like Home Depot or something. Oh, cool. And if you carve them up like this, yeah. uh, and then dry brush over them, it creates an incredible texture without yeah, no, any artistic skill required. It looks like, like stone and then yeah. like hard so ice. It's just like, multiple layers of paint. With yeah. did you um now did you use a normal blade? Because I've seen some places say uh you heat up a blade so it'll cut through. Yeah, you can use some people them. use like these heated wi- hot wire or forget they're like foam carving knives or yeah. basically like a plug in uh <laughs> foam board guillotine. Yeah, um, but. I, I mean, A, it costs like 30 bucks, and B, I just felt like if you have a knife, it's probably not necessary mm-hmm. to get into yep. that level of... Uh, I just use like a serrated knife to create more of like a rocky, you know, random jaggedness. Um, and like for this, I just put one layer on top of the other and then just cut it at the same angle so it looks like it's one unbroken surface. Oh, and yeah. did you glue it? Um, did you glue it? And we're talking about the island that is higher uh, than yeah. other people mm-hmm. or than <laughs> other pieces on the map. Yeah, like we've got different levels of elevation here. Yeah. Like this is, yeah. Yeah. This is nuts. Um, yeah, everyone's going to regret not taking climbing. Uh, <laughs> I took climbing. D4. <laughs> yeah, Are you yeah. kidding me? Like, I was being honest when I was emailing you guys. Be like, come on, guys. Texas put a lot of work into this. Let's get him some basic info about our characters. Mm-hmm. If we still hadn't figured out our background stories by the time you dropped this, I would totally understand if you put this out, looked all of us in the eyes slowly, and said, good night. <laughs> like, put it slowly. Set this out and say, not for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. never breaking eye contact, packed it back up, and walked out of the apartment. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah. So how did you? So the snow is what? So uh, there's just a powder called woodland scenic snow that you can ju- you just glue put glue down and then shake it on like anything else. And then uh, the tricky part though is then putting on enough layers as I found of adhesive and you know some kind of matte spray so the snow doesn't act- the snow actually stays on. Got it. It's meant for uh, model train enthusiasts who are, at this point, one step above us on the cool scale. (laughs) (laughs) Because we are nerding out. Seriously. This is some serious nerd shit. Uh, uh, And, uh, and how did you do the roof of the, uh, of the longhouse? Uh, how did you do the longhouse entirely? 
actually built a full-size longhouse? Yeah, this is, well, this is just like a cardboard box with multiple layers of paint, and then I used, uh, like, the texture on the side here is just, like, little slats of wood that I glued mm. onto the side and then dry brushed over so you can see them. Unfucking believable. Uh, <laughs> it's actual wood, so it's actually flammable. So when we inevitably yeah, you can set, actually yeah. set this on fire. When we yeah. inevitably set it on well, fire during the coming battle, yeah. I I've got a lighter under somewhere. Ta. And this was just I so I looked at pictures actually of burnt out thatch roofs and then uh threw together just with sticks and like uh styrofoam and whatnot. Like what yeah, no. it looks like how the roofs are set up in like toothpick type Mm-hmm. Wood, and then you can actually see that it's kind of green here. The I just put flock on there, mm-hmm. and then spray that down, and then painted that, and then put the the snow over that. Yep, cool. So and there last, we are. Okay, so in the trees I craftily bought from Amazon. Almost last, uh, second to last. How did you do the honeycomb grid on the snow? I know that looks like super awesome or like it required some skill there's just a i bought like a, a stencil huh. you just paint it over lightly. oh yeah. smart yeah there's just a hex stencil you can buy that mm-hmm. oh that okay they have in like craft stores uh, yep. probably for people who want to make like honeycomb t-shirts for their kids for <laughs> parties or something yep, sure. yep. but it's like one inch hex and i just lightly painted it so it would blend in but then that way people could easily like move their Estimate inches. That's really cool. Last question. Absolute last question. Do you think you could have done this if you had a cat? (laughs) (laughs) It's an excellent question. Because I will tell you straight up that is why that's why Riffs never had this shit. (laughs) Well, uh, to be fair, he he has a dog and it's a very friendly dog. Yeah, Yeah, sure. He gets excited. He gets very excited. Wait till he's asleep and then (laughs) he looks over and I stop and then Yeah. Same thing for your girlfriend. Wait till they're both asleep and then sneak <laughs> off into the... Sneak off into the... My, yeah. Honey, what are you doing out there? Uh, looking at porn. Yeah, really, yeah, really yeah. weird. It's, weird. It gets weird dark. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listeners, you just uh, for those of you out there, uh, we want to remind you, again, look at these pictures, look at everything Tex has achieved here, and remind Mur that he does, in fact, have a girlfriend. Yep. Yeah. Guys, I it's mean, possible. Yeah. The, the dream can be achieved. All it takes is some... Gonna guess lying? Yeah. <laughs> Just lots and lots of lying. <laughs> That's how you keep a relationship alive. Fandible.com. Lying. Uh, as I mentioned, um, we're gonna have the opportunity to do flashback Bennies as the night goes on in a somewhat strained silence, uh, given the flickering, purposeful glances from Henrik, who has sort of put himself in one corner, smoking fierce on his pipe uh, looking with obvious concern at Astrid and as a group of you uh, huddle up um, uh, you're able to light a small fire in the uh, hearth which uh, though burned will you know um, still contain a fire um, and uh, against that flickering light uh, folks start to drift off does anyone a memory that they'd like to share with the group? I do. As I'm gazing off into the fire, I have a brief memory. Uh, traveling back, I there's an image, uh, a spot in the woods. Uh, there is Grimstack holding a very large, uh, something wrapped, some large stick wrapped in wood, like something ornate. And in comes three individuals, a man and two women. They walk forward, and there's a discussion between the two. 
And then Grim stabs, slowly starts to unwrap the package he had, and in, in his hand is a very large uh, masthead. A masthead famous, crafted by his people, that he wraps back up and hands to them. They nod his head. And then the next scene is him gazing down as one of the most important ports of the of the house skyer is burning alive because for some odd reason house healing was able to obtain the masthead convincing the people uh coming in that it was it belonged to their clan and watching as that thing snuck in and burned all their ships to the ground excellent nicely done yep gold coin yep thank you Anybody else have a firelight memory they want to share? Yeah, I know. I, I see those coins. I'm just trying to think of something. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Beldrum looks into the fire and the flames dance on his pupils. And he begins to think back of the camera focuses in on its pupils and then pulls out, and it's a much younger Beltram with, uh, still with the streaks of red and in shock blonde hair, the unnatural look in his eyes, as he is a uh, child of thirteen, still sinewy and stringy and gangly, and he is looking at a campfire, a a, a bale fire, this enormous fire that is in the center of a gathering of boys and girls his own age. And he is looking from afar at the edge of the forest as they are dancing around it and yelling. And then an older gentleman comes uh, striding up a scald, uh named Yorn. And he's a stout man with a red beard and a shaved head because he has a wicked scar from where he was uh, hit in the head with an axe that was supposed, supposedly meant for a man that he was in, uh, that he was fighting, but was thrown by his brother, and they haven't been so close ever since. And he tells all of the children to calm down, and then he starts reciting the tale of a mighty, of a mighty fisherman who ran along the entire coast of Halden's Land, fast as a fox and light as a feather, jumping over every rocky outpost and and dancing on the dunes of the of the the beaches, leaving no trace, and ran faster than the whale that he was pursuing and struck it and killed it with one blow from his from his spear. And it's one of the, it's a free bird style, like <laughs> greatest hits of, of fireside tales. But as this scald is reciting this to the raptured group of tweens, the camera pans back and a young Beldrum is there mouthing every word, every syllable with the fire still dancing in his eyes. And then as the, as the story comes to a close, all of the children cheer and yelp and clap, but Beldrum just sinks into the woods again. Excellent. Nice. Nicely done. Very nice. 
Alright, I've got one, I've got one. Okay, okay, assholes, I get it. I get it. (laughs) Fine. I'll play your game. Let's do this. I remember the time I beat up a, uh, no. (laughs) So, yeah, so, yeah, as night, uh, night starts to fall and the, uh, the moon glimmers through the, uh, (laughs) through the, uh, broken roof. Um, Rim, you know, he's there, he's sitting, looking at, into the fire, and, uh, his thoughts keep going back to what Hendrik the Mad uh, mentioned about the boat and uh, and the sea routes and uh, and just the thoughts of the lands beyond uh, our island. And as he thinks about that, he, he goes back to a memory not that long ago uh, where it was late at night and uh, he was, there was, there's a, an outcropping of, uh, of stone uh, on the on one of the shores of the island, and on the very tip of that outcropping, uh, which rises up, it's a, it's a, it's a stone, you know, sort of a, a, a stone that, that rises up uh, quite a bit from, from the, the land around it, uh, there is a very large tree, and on the branches of that tree, near the top, uh, stands Rim. Uh, and in his memory, it's nighttime, and the, the moon is shining down, casting that pale illumination upon the the ocean out beyond the outcropping and just there at the very edge of visibility he can see this is one of the places where the where the that freezing mist is is fairly close to shore uh so it's it's a rather dangerous place to be and he's there just squinting off into into that distance and uh as as he looks at the at the swirling mist pulls out a single arrow knocks it pulls back the bow and he lets for a second that, that god-blooded strength flow through him, just embracing his gift as he raises the bow up and lets the arrow fly. And it flies further than any arrow really should until it disappears into that mist. And he just narrows his eyes and then turns away. And in his, in his memory, uh, then the memory kind of changes to less of a memory and more of a fantasy as the where the arrows uh, hit, the mists start to part, and you can just see the the golden lands of glory off in the distance, mm. and kind of smiles to himself. Yeah, nice, excellent, like that. love it. I did love it. Nice, nicely done. Benny's all around. Mm-hmm. Not that we're gonna need him. Yeah. Yeah. That would be amazing if you just said like, "Okay, guys, so right. next morning happens," and you yeah. just like pack up all your. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just want everyone to get a better sense of the landscape. God, that would be the most amazing gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, eventually, uh, these wayward thoughts carry each of you off into sleep. Um, they've uh, the the Helig men travel here with you know woolen blankets that each of you can wrap yourselves in and uh, sort of. Press yourselves close to the the small fire in the hearth, um, uh, and in the night, everyone rolls notice. All right. That's it. Notice is D eight. D six for me. I'm asleep. <laughs> It is not a good day all around. My stats say I should be. So, no, I am also fully asleep and dreaming of glory. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Six. 
Eight, nine. Nice, right. nice. <clears throat> um, Dave, you 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 stir from your sleep, um, hearing a ever so subtle creak of floorboards, um, and in the moonlight cast down through the burned, tattered thatch roof. Uh, you see a... That burned, tattered, thatched roof? This one right here. Mm-hmm. Which nice. people listening can't see, but... <laughs> that makes good Hopefully they're watching this have while looking at pictures. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you see a, a uh, figure making its way to the door. Um, and from its limp, you're able to quickly determine who that is. It's coming back in from the door? Going towards the door. Going towards the door? Yep. Alright. I, uh, I very quietly pick up, uh, while still lying down, um, pick up a little piece of detritus, uh, from the floor, like a little piece of burnt wood, and I flick it at, uh, uh, Henry. at Rim. Uh-huh. Oh. Yep. Personally waking me up. Yeah. Yeah. And then I make a sh- I make a shush motion. What's going on? And I point it to en- uh, Enric, who's leaving. And then I do the same thing to Grimstad. Who <laughs> wakes up screaming. <laughs> I have an axe! <laughs> and then I point towards uh, Henrik, who's leaving. And you can all see the hobbled shadow making his way to the door. I nod. Um, and then I motion that I'll go first, and I'm going to going to pick up uh, my spear, and then I'm going to basically like crawl so the spear doesn't clatter on the floor mm-hmm. um, after after uh, Henrik. Cool. Yep. Uh, give me a everybody now another second notice roll. Okay. Uh, do I get any oof bonus sixes? Uh, oh, I guess my question is, did I get a raise on that? Previous roll. Yes. Okay. Yes. In which case, do I get a bonus on this roll from the previous raise? Um, Since it's a secondary yeah, roll. Yeah, sure. I'll, yeah, I'll give you a plus one. Okay, cool. Uh, so, 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 you know, 16. Wow. God damn, I got son. rolled six twice. It was fun times all day. That's amazing. Yep. So everybody else had a not success, and then you. Uh, had I had a five. So had a technically, five. I had a if, if the difficulty was four, I had a. So and okay. I had the more important it was difficulty success. of seven, but you. Had, yeah. you oh, had okay, a so then I definitely not yep. make it. Okay. Um, uh, Dave and Dan, to the two of you, uh, a very strange thing happens. It's it's as if you're watching, uh, Henrik one moment, your eyes on him, his shadow clearly outlined in the moonlight. And then in the next moment, it's as if he's just at the periphery of your vision. But no matter which way you turn your head, all you can glimpse is like the an impression of his thereness, yeah. but not quite fixed on him. Mm-hmm. You don't have that problem. Okay, so I clearly see him go. But do I see? And you see him. You see him very clearly, and he and you see him uh, slip out of the door and into the snow. Um, and you remember that there are two guards outside. But you see Henrik walk right past. 
I walk to the door. And you see Beldrum, like, looking around like someone just threw water in his face. Like, mm-hmm. blinking his eyes over and over. Yep. And, like, looking around, making him look more serpent, uh, mm-hmm. uh, more animalistic, because he's, like, down on all fours. Yeah. And now he seems to be craning his neck back and forth. Tr- like, he doesn't remember how necks work. <laughs> Would I know that it was possibly a godlet ability that he used? Uh, you could, I guess? You could, you could presume that he, yeah. Okay. Knowing, right. knowing that. He belongs. Okay, using okay. that. Yeah, he just stepped out the door. Uh, you saying that at full voice? Oh, not. A f- I'm gonna whisper. Full volume. No, I'm okay. gonna whisper. I'm gonna whisper, and I'm gonna walk out the door because oh. he walked out. Okay. Um, that's a lot of dice. Yeah. Step in. No, it's just uh, mm-hmm. this guy and I'm ready. Just all my dice. Yeah. Um, really. when you step out the door, you see the two mm-hmm. uh helix guards turn instantly toward you. Yeah. Where, where do you think you're going? Following. One of them sort of. You know, it looks like one of them was sort of dozing against the door. Both of <laughs> yeah. them are huddled up in yep. in their wool coats. Yeah. Um, and then uh, when they say that, uh, you guys hear the flutter of a the woolen blanket as Astrid stands up yep. behind you. Yep. Where are you going? Guess who just stepped out? And uh, he's just, you're 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 just watching him. Yeah. Walk away. Yeah. Um, but the guards are looking at you like yeah. in actually make a smart roll. Oh, this is going to be a mistake. <laughs> oh, uh, three. Three, okay. Yeah, you... It doesn't... It uh, doesn't occur to you that no one else can see him. Oh, okay. Uh, so you just see him... Yeah. ...walking away, and uh, he... see Hearing the guards and hearing the discussion, mm-hmm. you see him turn back, uh-huh. and then he starts to hobble more quickly... Okay. ...off yeah. into the woods. You two are terrible at your jobs. I'm going after Heinrich, and I'm running. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. I guess right. at this point, stealth is out of the question. Yeah, yep. So yeah, I, I stand Says up. Says you, I pretend to be asleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I stand up. Uh, yeah, Raven stands up, uh, grabbing his his bow and his quiver. Yeah. Uh, it's like, well, he's he's running off. Okay. Um. One of the the Hela the guards are going to try to stop you. Okay. From going anywhere. I punch him in the face. Cool. Let's do initiative. Okay. <laughs> Let me arrange the figures appropriately. All right. Oh, you got a green. Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. So um, you can... I'm going to try to push past him to get to Heinrich. Okay, cool. So uh, give me an opposed strength roll. Oh, boy. Meanwhile. That's a seven. Oh, shit. That's a nine. God damn it. (laughs) Okay. Um... Uh, you turn left from the door following Heinrich, who, mm-hmm. uh, rounded the longhouse, mm-hmm. uh, following his shadow, which apparently no one else can see. Yeah. Um, and one of the, uh, Helig men, mm-hmm. uh, bars your, bars your path. Yeah. Uh, and being, you know, the brawny half dwarf yeah. that you are, uh, you throw your shoulder into him, mm-hmm. uh, and instead find an immovable <laughs> axe shaft pressed against you, and you find yourself slammed back up against the, uh, long house, the front of the lo- long house, and you feel the the charred pine boards vibrate behind mm-hmm. you. Um, and your head. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm doing Shakes. your job for you. I'm going after Heinrich. What are you talking about? He just left you. All right, that's enough for one turn. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are the rest of you doing? Uh, I'm on two. So yeah, so am I. I'm saying oh, okay. So this these guys are in jack. So this guy is going to uh. Now try to grapple you. Oh, okay. 
to straight strength. Actually, no. Against, oh, fighting against my strength. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Eight. Eight. Okay. Nope. Nice. Uh, that is a thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, so you you managed to push him back. Um, that's a raise. So yeah, you you he he staggers back a couple of steps. Mm-hmm. Um, as you free yourself from being pinned, um, and the uh, the second guard uh, swings around and points his spear very, very close to your face. Listen, we've been nice to you so far. That's it. Um, I forget what the order of suits is. We're both going to go at the same time. It's reverse, so. reverse alphabetical, so... So I'm, I'm spades. Right, I'm so heart, spades so goes first. Spades goes first, yeah. 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 Okay. I... Turn around to Astrid and say, Heinrich's gone. What are you doing asleep? Uh, she's going to move past you. That, you're just going to say it? Yeah. Are you going to move? Yeah. No, no I'm, I'm going to move towards the door, but she wants to go ahead of me? By all means. Yep. Great. Uh, I, since yeah, she, Astrid... She just, she just pushes by you, like... Yep. Are you also moving, David? Or are you yes. Just... Okay, so you're going to get the vision. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, so faster this is continue, uh, going outside. Um, this uh, shattered uh, roof, uh, would it be possible to climb up to the top of it from inside the the longhouse, basically? Yeah, certainly possible. Difficult, but... Difficult, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I- I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to try and get up on the roof from inside. I'm He's going to use that climb skill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to try anyway with a D4. I'm not expecting a lot. Yeah, but... Excellent. Uh, uh, the, it's actually easier to climb than it would be if it wasn't burned. If it wasn't burned, because there's yeah, plenty exactly. of, that's, yeah. That's, that's why I'm taking advantage of it. There's plenty of warped boards. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a very porous surface. Yeah. The, the downside is because of the, <laughs> that not every handhold you can guarantee is secure. Right, right. So you may get high up only to find that you're gripping, you know, an ashy mm-hmm. shard. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to go ahead and try it because yep. I was dreaming of being up high. Yep. Well, that's a four. Yep. On that one. Uh, great. Yeah. So I'm going to say uh, you start climbing and you get about your own height off yep. the ground, which is right. about uh, three quarters of the way to, yep. the, to the roof. Right, it's going to get really challenging the next one because you're going to have nope. to figure out how to get through Perfect. the yep. Perfectly fair. through might, the thatch I might, roof. I might blow up any on it. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Um, so next turn. Oh, yeah. That's better. Nine. Ten. Thank you very much. Fuck yeah. Okay, okay, nice. Nice. Okay. I am taking I am taking Chase, but first I have to ask uh first I have to ask uh Grimstad, where did he go? To the left. And I go to the left. Okay. And I'm running. Go go ahead and move your figure. Okay, mm-hmm. so I roll a D six because yep. I'm running, correct? Yep. Three. Oh. Do I have uh, eyes on it by any chance, or am I still... No- go ahead and roll notice again. Okay. And uh, this is at a whopping minus six. Oof. Oh, oh, you got one, there's at least one six. Mm-hmm. Four higher. Ooh, four. So and that's a uh, four. Yep. yep. You can... You can. Uh, it's as if that hovering, you know, black spot at the periphery of revision sort of comes into view, and you almost, you're like, how could I not see him before he's right there? Mm-hmm. Like, clearly visible in the moment. Yep. I'll just tell everybody I was drinking with them. <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> he's here! I yell. Okay. All right. Uh, the two guys still in front of me? They are. All right. 
so good at this part of their job. <laughs> yeah. If you two don't move, I'm going to squeeze your head together until they pop. Intimidate roll. All right. Uh, let's see. That's a d6 plus a d6. So I'm going to say you're at minus two because um, it would normally just be minus one because there's two of them, but Astrid just appeared behind you. Yep. So they're less likely to be intimidated. All right, so let's hope I roll a six. Oh, well, not with that one. Not with that one. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to use one of my bennies because I really want to try to intimidate this guy. Oh, oh yes. There we go. Okay. That's a seven. seven. Minus two is five. Okay, so now he gets to roll his spirit. Yep. Alright. Yep. He's intimidated. Yep. Um, uh, he, you're talking about this guy, right? Yeah. Um, he sort of, uh, he, he takes a step back Mm -hmm. and almost collides with David's character who's rushing (laughs) past. And then he turns around, but you can see he's suddenly, uh, feeling very uncertain about his position. Fair enough. Who's next? Uh, I've got a nine. You. Okay. I'm okay. Gonna try and finish climbing up to the roof. So this is going to be at a minus two. Fair enough. Make the final. I forget. Can Benny's be used before a roll to give a bonus, or is it just yeah? House rules, fuck. Because in rifts, you can you can push it, or I don't remember what it's called. It's focused effort, and you can burn a Benny to add a d6 to your roll. Yeah, that's what I'm I curious do not about. remember if that is rifts yeah. house rules or. I mean, if not, I'll, I I'll think that is standard. Let me get. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we almost never do that. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm curious about it. We always wait till see, failure. We never yeah. bank on success. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see if it's worth it. Yeah. Bennies. Yeah, just rerolls. All right. So I'll just as far as I can say, unless somebody else wants to look in the deluxe. Yep. I'm looking in the deluxe. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it looks like it's just rerolling or soaking damage. All right. Good. 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 Got it. All right. So I'm on roll to climb, and it's a minus two. I'm going to spend Benny to reroll. I try and climb up, and uh, yeah. What, what Do any of your superpowers help? Um, not really. Mine are for aiming and stuff, and the, okay. the wild step would help if I was outside, uh, but not doesn't really help for, for climbing. Uh, give me a strength roll. Yep, can do. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Yeah, nope. I clearly should not be climbing. Okay, this is your fault. You told me to take climb. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, Double one. you you pull yourself up and see a handhold, uh, yep. one of the the rails that makes up the uh, now burned skeleton of the thatch roof, and sort of psych yourself up, bobbing a little bit, reach for it, can't quite get the extension, and drop down, hanging from one hand, um, and with all your might, you try to hold on to pull yourself yeah. self back up, and even put your feet on the wall to yep. try to give yourself leverage, and instead accidentally kick off the wall, the. Yep piece that you're holding on to uh, just crushes in your grip to ash, and you fling yourself back down onto the floor. uh, And take, what's your toughness? Uh, My toughness, uh, would this include armor, uh, technically? Not for for grabbing armor falls. I'm guessing not, so four. Four. Yeah. Alright, so that, you are shaken, but not. Yeah. Alright, yep, so by the breath... uh, Yeah, you get the the breath... (laughs) Knocked out of you and are, are laying. Yep. Trees are much easier. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Alright. All right. Uh, now it's these guys. Um, so, uh, this guy is, um, going to actually reach out and try to grab you, David. 
as you're passing And by. this guy being... This guy right here. Yeah, the guy right next to you. He, he sort of is looking around, yeah, feeling he's, he's overwhelmed. He's intimidated. one of the guards. Yeah, the one I intimidated, yes. But as you're going past, he's going to reach out and try to, like, he's trying to control the situation and just sort of oh, reflexively mm-hmm. reaches out to try to grab you. Sounds good. Uh, so he's just making a straight up fighting roll, basically, to grab you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, boy. That's 12. Parade for guard. So that's mm-hmm. higher than your parry. So Way higher. He yep. grabbed you. Alright, cool. Um, so you can resist with your strength or agility to try to squirm reflexively to I, squirm. It is the the, pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'll go for agility. Squirm! Mm-hmm. Squirm like the wind! And I have to beat a 12? Yeah. Oh. Six. Nope. Alright. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make a mighty weaving attempt, but he's still one, uh, Fist manages to grab onto your cloak uh, and hold you, hold you in place. All right. All right. Where do you think you're going? He's over there! Um, the gentleman with the spear has had about enough of you and is going to try to uh, hit you in the face with the butt of the spear. That's nice. Question. When you intimidate someone, aren't they technically shaken? Only if you get a raise on the intimidate. Oh, uh, okay. Actually, well, if I consider it an attack. Let's check here. It's a test of wills, and you only yeah, okay. get the, uh... Okay, have the Intimidate. I use Intimidate on him, plus two bonus for your next action against the opponent. Right. Okay, never mind, never mind. Okay. Um, okay, so this gentleman... Mm-hmm. Is gonna Another guard? To, yeah, this the guard this Against here. my parry, right? And yeah. I have my shield on, so it's an eight. Uh, your shield doesn't add to your... It does. It adds plus oh, one to my... Oh, it's plus one to your parry. Yes. Sorry, yes. I was yeah. no. You are correct, sir. Yes. All right. Okay. Uh, so he swings the butt of his and I block spear my at you. Shield. Your shield comes up and it clangs off yep. the back of your shield. All right. All right. Now in, in battle. All right. Um, I don't want to kill this guy, but I may have to. Right. <laughs> you know you can knock people out, right? That's like, nice. he, like he was trying to do to you. It is. Oh, he doesn't even know how a spear works. <laughs> point point four of the remember your options yeah. is you don't have to kill everyone you meet. <laughs> What? Oh, I was wondering if that was in bold. He just <laughs> he just crossed out everything but kill everyone you meet. <laughs> Alright. All right. Uh Astrid is going to use her action uh to say everyone stop and tell me what the fuck is going on. She's that so is dreamy. all. Yep. She's right. so dreamy. <laughs> King Ten Nice, Jack. Nice. Okay. Um, so King goes. I have seven and eight. What? Are, yeah, Ace. I'm a King. Yep. King. All right. All right. King is. Uh, so I can I can uh, roll to activate one of my one of my gifts uh, and and also move. Right. You, you'd have to first roll Spirit to become unshaken. Oh, yeah, right. Shaken right. Yeah. So my Spirit is the eight. So let me go ahead and roll that. And you need a raise to act on this turn. Gotcha. Uh, one. Uh, seven. So not a raise. Uh, but so I, you're I unshaken, unshaken, but yeah. yeah. Right. And I cannot take. I can't move. You can move. You just can't take any other. Right, so I'm at least start moving towards the. Okay. Cool. So you can uh, move so your. My pace is. Uh, should I never roll down the pace? How's the pace calculator again? Everybody six. Six. Oh, just six. Yeah. Oh, six. Well, except for except for short stubby legs over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you make it out. You make it out the door. Okay. Great. All right. Dave, you're next. Okay. I'm gonna look at uh. 
too many papers here. Uh, Vana, I want to say Astrid. Look at Astrid. Point. While the guard has you. Yeah. Point at Henrik and say, Henrik is getting away. Give me a notice roll. Okay. You point in the direction of... There's more stuff over here, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got my phone. Um, you, while gripped by the guard, you just gesture frantically over towards... Uh, where Henrik is uh, limping off into the snowy woods. Um, and But when you turn to follow your own <laughs> finger pointing at him, um, you see Henrik disappearing into the trees, but that is not the only figure that you see moving among the forest. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this game of Hellfrost by Fanable Intern, Tex. If you liked this game, you know the games and other genres and systems you might enjoy, from fantasy to horror to a bunch of other stuff. If you have blog posts, videos, and other stuff you might enjoy, but if you really like us, and only if you really like us, consider giving to our Patreon. With the money, we buy things like web hosting, games to try on the podcast, and access for the bike games. If you don't have the cash or not inclined, which is fine, consider talking about some forums, give review reviews and services like iTunes, or whatever you want to do to get the fan of word out there. We would love to get more fans like you. Thanks for listening. And see you next time.